0: Blog Talk Radio Ginger London Ministry Show Thank you so much for joining me I am Minister Ginger London The host for the show on tonight And the owner of GingerLondon.com Thank you so much for joining me on tonight's show The show is a very special show We're doing a series on the making of a spiritual diamond And we're talking about the cutting process of Spiritual growth and maturity And on tonight we'll be doing two shows in one We'll be doing shows number three and show uh, shows number three and four, and we're going to be talking about cleaving the diamond. Uh, we've already talked about the nature of diamonds, and on the second show we talked about uh, the rough and uncut uh, stone. What you know, what that stone looks like, and what needs to take place in the spirit in the spiritual realm when you're preparing for spiritual growth, or when you're in the process of growing spiritually, and so on. For tonight's show shows rather. We'll be talking about the cleaving uh, cleaving the diamond and usually uh, it can it, it in the natural can take place in two, one of two processes and it all has to do with with cutting the diamond and, and so um, I'm excited about tonight. I hope you uh, stay with me through the duration of this particular um, show. It'll be a little longer than uh, the previous two because we're doing two in one. And so uh, let's open up with prayer and get right into uh, tonight. Um, Father in the name of Jesus we thank you We bless your name O God We just honor you tonight We thank you Holy Spirit that you are the great teacher And Father that there is none like you We thank you Holy Spirit that you are the the, uh, That you will guide us into all truth And we thank you for an opportunity to come and gather together and learn more about growing spiritually. We leave, we believe by faith that it is done. We commit to uh, being doers of the word and not just hearers. And Father, we commit to being devoted to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So once again, welcome to the making of a spiritual diamond uh, series. Uh, these are, tonight will be shows number three and four. And the way it'll go, I'll teach you show number three. Uh, And we're going to talk about um, cleaving the diamond, and we're going to be talking about um, your life potter's wheel and how God uses the potter's wheel to actually shape and mold your life um, into what he desires for it to be. And until you actually look, look the way that he wants you to look, you have to stay on the wheel. Until you begin to look like what God wants you to look So sometimes the things that you go through in life that you find yourself repeating Is because you have to learn the lesson in order to take on the character And uh, uh, reflect the glory of God You have to learn, you have to go through something more than one time To learn the lesson for that particular um, situation or type of situation in your life and so uh, in the cutting process, in the natural, the gem cutter uses cleaving to cut a rough diamond down to, manage, to a, um, a manageable size. And the cutter um, uh, may use the, uh, must cleave the diamond sometimes along the side where it is the weakest. And so the cutter begins by examining the stone very carefully, and then he decides how should it be shaped to retain the utmost weight with the most brilliant effect. And so spiritually, um, the diamond, the spiritual diamond um, has a process that is similar to this particular cleaving process, which involves the potter's wheel. And we're going to talk about that. So it involves um, the potter's wheel. So the first step in the spiritual diamond process of cleaving is called um, the potter's wheel. And we we, we find the potter's wheel in Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 through 6, which reads like this. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my word. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you? Says the Lord, look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. So there are some key things I want, you, want us to focus on and want you to pay attention to in this uh, passage of Scripture. So for your spiritual growth, there are several things that are necessary uh, that are indicated in this passage of Scripture for your spiritual growth. Number one, you must go to God. Now, that's the potter's house. You must go to God. God is ultimately responsible for your spiritual growth. His role in your growth must always be uh, central. He is is like the seasoned farmer who carefully prepares the soil and maintains the garden with the vision of seeing each seed grow into maturity. So this doesn't mean that you don't have... Uh, Have an assigned responsibility In your spiritual growth and maturity It simply means that God is the one That that ultimately is responsible For your spiritual growth And we know that because he tells you In the word what you must do According to his word In order for, your, for you to grow spiritually And so God, number one uh, You must go to God, the potter's house Sim- uh, Simply said because he is responsible Ultimately responsible for uh, your spiritual growth. When you go back to this passage of Scripture, it says that the the, the vessel uh, was in the hands of the potter. And the potter continued to, when he made it, you know, when he finished, he said, No, this doesn't look like the way I want it to look. So he made it again into another vessel. So the even though the clay was on the potter's wheel, it was the potter who had ultimately the ultimate control over what the the clay was going to look like after it had been shaped on the wheel. So that's what I mean by God is ultimately responsible for for your spiritual growth. The second thing is you must hear his words concerning your life and who he wants you to become. And as I said on the previous show, you cannot hear God outside of his word. So you must hear his word concerning your life. He told Jeremiah, listen, I have a message for you. You need to go to the potter's house. There is a message there at the potter's house for you. You must go to God. God has the message concerning your life and concerning how he wants you to grow spiritually and what he wants to see um Take shape and take in your life so that his glory can be revealed and you can really reflect his image and take on um, the mind of Christ and be that living epistle for every man to, uh, to read. So number one, you must go to the potter, you must go to God, I'm sorry, which is the potter's house in the scripture. Number two, you must hear his words. And then three, you must understand the workings on the potter's wheel. You must understand the workings of God, the movement of God in your life. How does God grow you spiritually? What are some of the things that God does to, to indicate that you are being taken through a process for spiritual growth? So your spiritual growth our potential may not be easily seen at first. Sometimes, it's not, as I said before, we want to see things instantly. We want to see ourselves grow uh, instantly, you know, spiritually But sometimes you, you can't always see Your spiritual growth at first You must um, You may not see yourself growing and maturing Spiritually as you would like But if you would just hold on A change is coming Never ever underestimate What God can do in your life And in the lives of other believers Because God sees tremendous growth potential In you and every believer Who has a heart for him So, you know, never uh, underestimate the move of God in your life And you must understand The working on the potter's wheel And the the, the main purpose Of you going to God And being in the hands of God For spiritual growth or, or for things to happen Is because God wants you to grow spiritually He doesn't want you to stay um, A babe in Christ He doesn't want you always on milk In the body of Christ He wants you at some point in your life To literally uh, get on strong meat. You have to go from just knowing, uh, you know, um, Psalm 23 now, or Psalm, the first uh, Psalm, chapter one. You have to grow from that. Now you have to, at some point, you have to be able to read Revelation and understand what's being said in Revelation. So, so you have to go from the meat, the the, the milk of the word, and now you have to grow into the meat of the word. And as I say, it's a process, and it may take some people a little longer than it takes other people. Uh, so sometimes you can't see your growth instantly. Sometimes you, can see, sometimes you can see a miraculous instant move of God in your life, um, something God will put you in a situation or, or um, uh, a predicament where you have to truly believe him, trust him, and when you do that, you can feel your spirit man growing on the inside of you. And, so, and then um, you must remain in the hand of God. Your spiritual growth depends on an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, you know, when you um, look at this passage of Scripture, uh, Jeremiah uh, being at the uh, at the potter, going to the potter's house, if you read it carefully, God says to the house of Israel, he said, can I not do with you as this potter? And he says, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. You must remain in the hand of God. You cannot... Um, uh, be outside of the kingdom and then expect to grow in the kingdom. you can't be outside of the kingdom and expect miraculous and and supernatural things happening in your life when you're disconnected, as I said on the first show, when you're not connected to the true vine, if you're not a branch to the true vine, then you have no source coming to you the the the, the, the um uh, the vine can't feed a branch that's not connected to it. You know, so you have to stay in the hands of God. So let's talk about um, your spiritual growth and why it's important to be uh, in the hands of, uh, you know, on the Potter's wheel, if you will. Why is it important for God to shape your life and for growth to happen in your life spiritually? So when you when we look at growth and spiritually, the, the definition of growth is progression,al progress, prog- a progression,al process which leads to maturity. That's why you need to stay on the potter's wheel and in the hands of God It's because spiritually you're not here just for nothing. You're here to grow spiritually and mature so that you can reflect God's glory um, the way he desires for you to reflect it. So, you know, the largest room in the world is the room, the room of growth. You know, there can be no growth without change. Uh, you are deceived to think that you're growing and still misbehaving So it goes back to what I said You can't be outside the kingdom and in the kingdom At the same time You can't be outside the kingdom of God And expect kingdom blessings Or you can't be outside the kingdom of God And expect yourself to grow spiritually Outside the kingdom of God According to uh, God's word So you, um, uh, you must stay uh, in the hands of God to grow spiritually So the only way to grow spiritually Is by the word of God So there are four components That are necessary for your growth And this is very important Why you must stay on the part of school Number one, doctrine If you're in the word of God Your doctrine, you know When you study the word And you want to grow spiritually Your doctrine, your doctrine must be established uh, According to the word of God Because doctrine is the established order of God so, you know, sometimes we say things like, well, man-made doctrine and all those kinds of things. You better get into the Word of God. There are, there are kingdom doctrines found in the Word of God that you're supposed to be living and governing your life by. If you're unsure what they are, then go to your local um, Christian bookstore and buy a book that teaches you about the doctrines of Jesus Christ or doctrine of Christian, the doctrines of, of the Christian faith. And make sure that you fully understand to the best of your ability all the doctrines that, that are uh, to be um, understood and manifested in your life. Number uh, two, another compo- the second component of growth is uh, reproof. And the reproof is the dismantling of, er- of erroneous thinking. You know, whenever you get into the Word of God and the Word of God becomes um, active and alive in your life, things are going to change. Be therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you have to have some reproof must uh, take place in your life when you're growing spiritually. You have to dismantle erroneous thinking. You know, Christianity, uh, the Christian faith, uh, spiritual growth and maturity is not what you make it up to be. It's not what you would like like for it to be. It's what the Word of God says that it is. And that's why the Word has to transform you. The Word of God has to transform us your mind or renew your mind, um, uh, uh, you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you can only do that through hearing the word of God and studying the word of God. God. So the first thing, first component is doctrine, the second component is reproof, and the third component is correction. And correction is the assimilation of truth into your thinking. So first you have to get dismantled, that's reproof, to dismantle erroneous thinking and correction is to replace that with the correct thinking of God. Is to uh, to replace it with uh, the truth of God's word. And then number four, the fourth component is instruction in righteousness. And when you receive instructions in instruction in righteousness, it's not ha- it's not you know a hidden missed thing. It's not um, um, you know um, by chance. You know doesn't you know uh, happen by osmosis. Osmosis, you know, you're just not going, to, not going to fall into your head. It's a systematic uh, uh, way of operating in truth. Okay, so we ta- we're talking about instructions to righteousness. That's where the, te- the Word of God that he gives you teachers in the body of Christ. And teachers are great explainers. They can take a, the truth of God's Word, uh, those who have the gift of teaching, and break it down for you in such a way there's no way that you could miss it. So when you... Wanting to grow spiritually, instructions and in righteousness is very important because it is a systematic way of operating in that truth. And so operating in that truth is the truth of God's word. You want to grow, you have to grow in a certain way. It's not, you know, one minute, okay, well, today I want to learn about forgiveness. And then tomorrow you to, say, well, I want to, you know, I want to learn about revelation, you know. Or I want, you know it's systematic. Don't rush yourself. Uh, be patient with yourself, but you need a systematic way that you're doing this. God is a God of order you know he's not a god of he 's not the author of confusion so when you when you're on this spiritual growth journey, make sure that it's systematic and if you're not sure how, on how to do it again, thank God for all of the um, Christian resources that are available today. You can go to the nearest Christian bookstore and find of Bible study that would take you through a spiritual growth process or get you on, on the spiritual disciplines um, in the Christian faith, prayer, meditation, study of the word, you'll learn the disciplines and study that way. Begin to order your life around spiritual things and spiritual truth so that you can grow spiritually. So, again, the, um, the four components necessary for your spiritual growth. Number one, doctrine. Number two, reproof. Number three, correction. Number four, instruction in righteousness. Instruction in righteousness is uh, number four. And so um, uh, there are six keys I want to share with you now um, that will help you to grow. And you've heard these before. I've shared them on previous um, uh, shows um, at different times, but there are uh, six things I want to share with you on six keys. Um, to your spiritual growth Number one knowledge and con- Knowledge and context Alright so knowledge and context are important Knowledge is um, uh, What you learn And what you know about the word of God And then number two Eliminate um, certain relationships Sucker relationships Those relationships that are not helping you to grow You're going to have to eliminate those um, Relationships Number three develop relationships with growing With growing Christians or with those who, other Christians who are growing, who are on the same journey that you're on, develop relationships with them. Uh, you have a, a common goal, uh, 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 common goal that you're striving for. Develop relationships. Sometimes when you develop those relationships, you meet new people, people you've never met before. Be so used to always being around the same people all the time. Uh, sometimes when it's when it's time for growth and change, you have to change your relationship. and then. Um, uh, number five, model, uh, model success principles in others And what I mean by that is When you see that other people are successful in their spiritual growth Model that, talk to them Find out what it is they did You know, um, uh, how long do they study the word of God How long do they spend, you know How much time do they spend in prayer You know, model the success of other people The spiritual growth of other people You know, sometimes we disconnect ourselves from each other's soul uh, Much in the body of Christ, we miss the opportunity to connect and to actually um, help each other to grow spiritually. All right, and so those are the things that you need um, for growth. We talk about um, you know being um, on the potter's wheel and uh, the cleaving process, and you know, it, remember in the natural in the cleaving process, what's happening is the the, uh, the gem cutter is looking for. Um, uh, certain weak spots in the stone, and the, the, cutter, the cutter is going to cut around or cut along the side where it is the weakest. And sometimes God does the same thing, same similar thing in your spiritual growth. The areas that you're weak in, sometimes God puts situations in your life so that you can become stronger in those areas. But you won't recognize the move of God if you don't get it to the word of God. Okay? And we miss it sometimes because you don't discern the movement of God in your life. And so God is bringing, uh, wanting you in the word, trying to direct you to study on, you know, um, uh, uh, watching the type of conversations that you have and, you know, controlling your tongue and not engaging in gossip and all those types of things. And so different scenarios or situations are brought before you, but because you're not into the word of God and you're not studying the word of God, you handle that situation the way that you're used to handling it, which is the old way. And it's the ungodly way, and so you're not growing. Or it's the dirty diamond way. You know, you still have that debris hanging on you. So uh, sometimes God takes those weak areas, looking at the weak areas of your life, and he wants you to become stronger. So he's, the spirit is directing you to study the word of God um, uh, in the, for the areas that you're weak in because he knows that something's going to come up where he wants you not to be weak in it, but he wants you to stand strong and respond or react to it in the godly way, in the the way the word of God tells you to act and not the way you're used to acting. So sometimes God matures you by, by zeroing in, if you will, or focusing on the weak areas of your spiritual life and wanting you to commit to growing in those areas so that you will not be weak in those areas, so that you will become strong in those areas. You know, sometimes... You know, people use that, well, I'm only human. We use all, People use all types of excuses. Well, you know, God is helping me. I've got to get a little stronger in that area. If you could say it out of your mouth that that's an area that you need to become stronger in, then it's time for you to put some action to the words that you're speaking and It's time for you to do something about not being strong in in certain areas of your life. Stop making excuses about why you're not strong um, in a certain area, why you're uh, still um, Functioning the same way, you know, stop making excuses and literally um, uh, actually, you know, go into the Word of God and find out what the Word of God is saying about what you're doing or what you're not doing, if you will, and grow in those areas. It's important that you do that. It's important that you um, uh, do exactly what the Word of God tells you to do for, for, that, for those um, weak areas of your life. And so... Um, let me recap the first part for you when we're talking about growth we're talking about you going to the potter's house talking about you getting on the potter's wheel and staying there until god has shaped your life into what he desires for it to be and that's a spiritual diamond he wants you to be a precious gem so you have to stay on that wheel because sometimes when you're going through your spiritual growth process things will you know you think you you have grown in one area and when something comes up you don't respond the correct way and so it's like wait a minute that's not what i should have done so some, you have to stay on the wheel so that god can do it some, if there's some, if there's a bad area somewhere god can start all over again if you do you know, not really all over but god can do it again he can go back and reshape that area so stay on the potter's wheel and in the hands of the potter so that when uh something um is not shaped or, or correct in your life, then um, you can actually, God can ask you right where God wants you to be so that he can actually do it again in your life, you know. Uh, sometimes when people go through spiritual, uh, when they're growing spiritually, they do have to repeat a particular area of growth over again, if you will, or they have to uh, stay there until it actually has, uh, that seed has grown or blossomed in their lives, too, before they can move to the next area of growth. Sometimes we rush ourselves, but you know the Word of God says, "Knowing this, that the trying of your faith work, uh, faith work is patience." So sometimes you have to be still and go through the same thing over and over again until you get it, until the maturity has, in that area has actually taken root in your life and is actually a good. The seed is planted in good soil and is now beginning to bear fruit, and you can see that. Yes, I'm not. Responding uh, in this type of situation the way that I used to I have grown I know how to handle this spiritually I know how to handle it according to the word of God So you want to make sure that you stay um, grounded in the word of God And stay um, on the Potter's wheel Until God has shaped your life the way that he desired to shape your life you want to uh, Make sure that you're in the word Of God that you faith comes by hearing And hearing by the word of God If you want to make sure That you know the message that God Is trying to say uh, send to you Or speak to you he speaks through his word So you, make, you must Study the word of God Jesus said It like this I am the good shepherd My sheep know my voice And no strange one will they Follow so you should not be, um, as, you grow, as you're growing spiritually, you should not always be trying to, uh, to get, uh, discern God's voice for the first time. At some point in your spiritual growth and maturity, you must learn to recognize and hear the voice of God speaking to your spirit. You must be able to do that as you are growing it's up to the leaders in the body of Christ to teach you how to recognize God's voice. Uh, uh, sometimes we, we have a tendency to not do that, but it is our responsibility. You, when you read in the book of Samuel, um, when um, Samuel was a little boy, uh, he was at the temple with Eli. Uh, God, When he was sleeping, God came in and called his name. Now, he heard his name called, but he didn't recognize at the time that that was God's voice calling him. And so he jumped up and he ran to Eli, the voice that he was familiar with, and he went to him two or three times, and he said, no, that's not me. By the third time Eli realized what was going on, he said, go and lie back down. And when you hear it again, say, yes, Lord, speak, Lord, for your servant hears, or speak, Lord, for your servant listens, depending on your translation. Eli was the priest of the temple, and he trained him. He taught him how to recognize the voice of God and what to say when you heard that voice call his name. So if you're not spiritually matured where you can recognize God's voice, connect with somebody who is and ask them to teach you how to recognize the sound of God's voice because you want to be able to hear the good shepherd when he's speaking to you. So we're going to pause this for um, uh, about uh, 30 or 60 seconds. We're going to come back with part two. Of this and part two of this show Which is show um, Number four we're going to be talking about Still talking about cleaving the diamond But we're literally going to be talking about The sawing and the cutting uh, The sawing process Of the diamond and how the word of God Becomes alive in your life And cuts even to the core of your being We're going to come back right after this short break back. We're coming back to the second part of this show on cleaving the diamond we're going to be talking about the sawing and the cutting, if you will. So, Remember in the first part of the show, I said part of the cleaving process is when the the master cutter uh, um, cuts along the weakest um, areas of the stone. Uh, Also involved in the cleaving process or another part of the cleaving process uh, is the sawing process and that's when the cutter uses the sawing uh, process uh, when the cutter uses the sawing process, it is done usually in the area of the diamond where there is no weakness. So during the sawing step, the diamond is sawed in two parts, and the cutter decides which part of the diamond will be the table, which is the flat top of the stone with the greatest surface area, and the girdle, the outside rim of the diamond. And for the spiritual diamond, the process is uh, is similar. Uh, and it, invo- it involves the Word of God, and we've been talking about the Word of God on tonight for your spiritual growth. So if you, in this particular uh, spiritual growth uh, process, um, if you are, if God takes you this way, He's going to, you know, the Word of God is used both ways. But in earlier, it's um, when God focuses on your the weak areas of your life, and then in this, if God uses this. The word of God goes inside of you, um, as the scripture says, you know, it becomes a two-edged sword in your life, piercing the core of your being, discerning your thoughts and the intents of your heart. Hebrews 4, chapter 12 says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even through the division of soul and spirit and of joints and narrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God will accomplish what it is set forth to do. One of the purposes of God's Word is to equip you to live a godly lifestyle. Christians who want to grow spiritually will impact the world only to the degree they live what they say they believe. So how does the Word of God impact your spiritual growth and maturity? You know, uh, the Word of God is uh, it's alive and powerful. That's what the scripture says. It's living and it's powerful. It will never die. The word of God will never become outdated. It is still relevant for our lives today, and and, and it's a must for our, for, your, for our spiritual growth. The word of God is the word of life. That's, that's just a bottom line. Outside of the word, you will not grow spiritually. So the word of God is living and it is powerful. Then it is sharper than a two-edged sword. The word of God... Um, is strong enough to pierce your inner being to separate your soul and your spirit, your joints and your marrow to deal with the core of your being. It doesn't matter, um, what, um, you may, uh, be thinking about yourself. It doesn't matter, um, if, um, uh, you, you uh, have negative thoughts Or if you have great thoughts about yourself You know, the word of God is sharp it's strong, it's strong enough To pierce to the inner core of your being There's nothing on the inside of you And your emotions and your thought life You know, and how you feel about yourself That you can hide from God It's going to co- Go to the core of your being And it is going to uh, Separate everything in you Anything that should not remain God, The word of God can draw it out and this can um, break the yoke off your neck, destroy that particular thing. You know, the Word of God is just that powerful. It will go inside and pull out anything that should not be in there. It's a discerner of your thoughts and of your intents of your heart. To grow spiritually, you must cultivate a heart for God. You know, as your heart is filled with, up with God, it overflows into words and actions and godly behavior, all which helps you to grow spiritually. So the Word of God is alive and powerful. It's the Word of God... Um, The Holy Spirit uses the Word of God as the instrument for change in your life. That's just it. You know, uh, the the Bible is a book that uh, that is about change. You know, it provides hope um, for you. It gives you uh, important keys to change. It provides proof that people can change. It it provides examples of those who succeeded um, uh, in their goal of change. You know, the Word of God is a book about change. And the only way that you can grow spiritually, especially if you're starting off or if you got um, stuck in a particular area of your life for whatever reason, maybe something happened and the enemy convinced you that uh, you were disconnected from God and God doesn't care about you. He doesn't love you anymore. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, what you have to understand is that people can change. By the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Word of God, you can change. You can change and you can grow. Spiritually, if you remember in the scriptures, Saul before he became tormentor of Christians, you know, and until he had his encounter with God on the Damascus road, he was on his way to kill Christians, and he had that encounter with Jesus Christ. We call it the uh, Damascus road um, experience. And when he had that experience, everything changed about him. A man who despised Christians, who was tormenting Christians, he had an encounter with God with with. Uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and everything changed in his life. So without the word of God, life can your life can, can and will appear hopeless at times. You know, uh, when, uh, you really need the word of God in your life. You need to have an inner confidence uh, that God is there no matter what you go through, no matter how big it is or how small it is, and that's what the word of God uh, can do for you. He gives you that inner confidence that you can trust God and that God is always there. He said He will never leave you nor forsake you. When you are growing spiritually and you get into the Word of God, the Word of God can change your situation and your circumstances. You know it's it's remarkable how powerful the Word of God is. You know you your circumstance can look one way, and God's Word, the, when the Word of God becomes active and alive in your in your life, what somebody thought or intended for evil or bad towards you, God would turn it around and set you in a place far greater than the circumstances or situations where you find yourself in right now, you know um, your life can change when it comes to the word of God and I meant, said that to you on, on uh, the, show, the previous show, if any man be in Christ he is a new creature, Old things have passed away, behold all things become new, Second Corinthians five seventeen. you know the, the word of God can change your view uh, of, of a lot of things about the world, about people in authority, about the body of Christ, about leaders in the body of Christ, about your other brothers and sisters um, uh, in Christ, the Word of God can change. you know uh, your belief will change is your focus. you know sometimes uh, a lack of focus. Not being able to concentrate on your life and and concentrate on the spiritual areas of your life will cause you to not grow spiritually. So the Word of God, when you get into the Word of God, it changes your focus. You start focusing on godly things, on spiritual things, things that matter, things that will make a major impact uh, in your life. All right, so your focus Will affect your faith So you, you must get into the word of God If you focus on the word of God Your faith will increase And the word of God tells us That we ought to grow uh, in God's grace and in knowledge And we we'll go from glory to glory And from faith to faith So the word of God can can um, get into your spirit And literally change um, uh, um, your faith And so let's talk a little bit more About the word of God before um. We close on tonight. If you don't get anything else from um, this uh, series on spiritual growth and maturity, becoming a spiritual diamond, the one most important thing I want you to get is that you can't do any of this outside the Word of God. The Word of God is the foundation that you're going to build your spiritual life on. The Word of God is the foundation your spiritual growth is uh, developed on. The Word of God is the foundation upon which you live your life. Period. It's the word of God. And so the word of God is the incorruptible seed definition. It's the blueprint of how man is to govern his life. It's the foundation for Christian living. Once again, the definition is incorruptible seed. We know that it's incorruptible. There's no, there's no um, tampering, if you will, with the word of God. It's the incorruptible seed. It is the blueprint of how man is to govern his life. Um, And it is the foundation for Christian living Anything outside the word of God Is not the foundation for your Christian walk And for your spiritual growth and maturity Yes, we do read books You know, um, other books um, For other areas of life But when it comes to your spiritual growth and maturity It's the word of God And if you are reading, you know um, Other materials It needs to be things that are um, Books that are written by Christian writers those who have been assigned by God to write books and resources, study guides, and all those things, for to help you with your spiritual growth. It should not be anything outside the kingdom of God teaching you how to live spiritually. You get all of that from the Word of God and from those and from the fivefold ministry, the people of God that He has in place, the leaders, the writers, the uh, um. And all of the teachers, the apostles, the apostles, the evangelists, the pastors, the people that he has in place for the perfecting of the saints. And so the word of God, here's some um, bullet points for you concerning the word of God to help you to remember some things as you're going through these, uh, this series. The, ba- the word of God is the basis for correction in your life. Uh, it's the basis for correction. And we just, I just talked about that uh, just a few minutes ago. If you're, going to grow, if you're going to grow spiritually, there will always be some correction you know, um, that's going to take place in your life. It doesn't mean you're messing up all the time. But sometimes correction just comes from changing erroneous thinking. Now, that, you know, remember, correction is not always about something bad you did. Sometimes correction is Changing erroneous thinking, or changing faulty type of thinking, or religious type of thinking to a more spiritual and relationship thinking as it relates to God. So, spiritual growth—the most, you know—is going to involve some correction, and most of us don't like to be corrected. But when you understand the purpose of your spiritual growth, and when you understand why God wants you to grow spiritually, you can receive correction without becoming bitter, angry. Uh, upset, disappointed, you can receive spiritual correction without being offended by the correction. All right, another point, God's Word is uh, your blueprint for making, uh, for making it in life. If you're going to make it in life, no matter what um, God uses your life to do, the Word of God is going to help you to make it. If you're going to live this life the way God wants you to live it, it's going to be according to the Word of God. And then the Word of God contains the will of God. You do not get the will of God outside the Word of God. God works according to his will. You want to know about God, if you want to have an encounter with God, experience with God, if you want to know his will, it's going to be in the Word of God. And so um, let's talk about being doers of the Word and not just hearers, because that's how you grow spiritually. Um, so there are three reasons why you need to uh, become a doer of the word. Number one is because we've been instructed to, to, uh, by God to do so. Be not just hearers, but doers of the word. You're going to grow spiritually. Everything that you're learning, you have to put it into practice. you to have to be a doer of God's word. And then number two is the only way you can stand through the challenges of life. It's going to be when you become a doer of God's word. So whenever you're going through a challenge, you get into the scripture, you find out what the scripture say, uh, uh, is saying about this particular challenge that you're facing in your life, and you do exactly what the word of God tells you to do. Sometimes as believers, we hide about, we hide behind a spiritual um, um, camouflage, if you will, of um, I'm praying about it. We hide behind the spiritual rock of uh, God, God. God is going to tell me. Uh, God waiting on God to speak to me. You know, we hide behind a lot of spiritual cliches sometimes when we should be getting into the Word of God and doing exactly what He says to do uh, about whatever situation or circumstance that you are challenged with or faced with at that moment. Sometimes we just hide behind a lot of spiritual things to avoid being doers of God's Word. And then the third reason you should be a doer, it is the only way that you can receive the blessings of God. You can't receive the blessings of God if you're not doing what God says to do. You're not doing what the word of God is telling you to do. You can't um, uh, be, uh, you can't receive the blessings of God. And so before we close on tonight, I'm going to give you five things that will happen when you, um, God's word. And when you hear these five things, you'll know why it's very important for you to stay in God's word and let God's word have its work in you. Let it become the two-edged sword, you know, alive and powerful, doing what it needs to do, because you need to be victorious and an overcomer. You're going to grow spiritually. So here are five things that happen when you that will happen when you doubt God's word. Number one, it positions you to be overtaken by your situation. When you're growing spiritually, if you're not in the word of God, the impact of a situation or what the situation looks like, if you're not in the word, then what will happen is you are put Put yourself in a position to be overtaken by the situation. You cannot be more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus outside of Christ Jesus. So uh, when you doubt God's word, it positions you, positions you to be overtaken by your situation. Number two, it robs you of receiving the promised blessings of God. It robs you when you doubt it. When doubt robs you uh, of, you know, all of the blessings that is, that is inside of God's word. When you doubt God's word, it robs you of the blessings of God. And number three, it hinders the power of God in your life and circumstances. God is living and powerful. When you doubt it, then it hinders the power of God in your life. Number uh, four, it robs you from being successful in doing things that you have never done before. Being confident of this that began a good work, and you shall perform it until the day of Christ. When you doubt God's word, you will not be successful at doing things that you've never done before. You'll stay stagnant. You won't grow, and you will always make excuses about why your life is not advanced or not matured or, not, or you're not manifesting in, uh, certain things in your life. You will always make excuses about why nothing is happening in your life. It will – doubt will rob you. And then the fifth thing, it keeps you from getting – To the place that God promised you It keeps you from getting To the place That God promised you So whatever God has shown you That's going to take place in your life When you grow spiritually If you doubt his word It's going to hinder you from getting to that place You will not grow You will stay stuck You will find yourself facing a lot of challenges And a lot of circumstances and situations in life That you will not know what to do uh, you will not know what to do with Or what, or how to handle them Because you will be outside the word of God And you will not um, uh, Have any uh, Fuel if you will To overcome to, be in, to, to overpower any circumstance Or situation in your life Because you will have nothing that your faith is fueled from And is only fueled from the word of God Faith comes by hearing And hearing by The word of God So those are the things that happen in your life when you doubt God. So I'm not going to leave you on that note. I'm going to close you with with three things that happen when you meditate on God's Word. And I want to encourage you to make a commitment after you hear these three things to grow spiritually. Get into the Word. Always remind yourself of what I said to you earlier two or three times. If you don't know where to start, go to your local bookstore. Start small, ask them for a little small, where can I find your small Bible study section? And you get something on spiritual growth, or you get something on discipline, uh, the spiritual disciplines, or you get something on knowing God. Start there. Knowing God or experiencing God. Start there. So three things that happen when you meditate on God's word. Number one, fruits, are, fruits will appear before all. Okay? God says they will know you. By your fruit, and fruit means your character, your you know uh, how you act, your conversation. You know when you meditate on God's word, the fruit will appear before all. You are a living epistle for all men to read. When you get into the Word of God, and it becomes alive and powerful, everyone will know it. That comes in con- that will come in, into uh, in contact or encounter you. They will know that there is something different about you. They will love it. They will enjoy it and love being around you and they will know that whenever they have an issue, they're going to come to you because of what they're going to see something different in you. Number three, the word and wisdom of God will be with you. If you meditate on God's word, the word and the wisdom of God will always be with you. Even you know what this scripture says? Word I worry about hitting my heart that I might not sin against you. So the more you get into the word, the more it's hitting your heart so that when something arises, it's always with you, even if you don't have your Bible with you. If you have enough Word on the inside of you, you'll be able to pull it up, as I said from the first show, show out of the, the um, rivers of living waters that are just residing in, in the belly of your spirit. You'll be able to pull them up. And number three, you will have joy and gladness. You will have joy and gladness. When you are experiencing uh, these um, dimensions of your spiritual growth, you are now uh, in a place where God is. Cutting and shaping your life And uh, one of the When I studied the, the diamond when, it goes, when the diamond goes to the grinding Process if you will Or the cleaving process it's called, Sometimes it's called the grinding off process It's where the grinding off The edges of the diamond So it can take on the shape of a top, of a top. And So a lot of times when there's, you're going through The cleaving and the cutting And the, the grinding off the edges God is getting rid of some things Out of your life that will get in the way of your life being shaped and molded the way he desires for it to be, for you to begin to take on the, the image that he wants you to reflect, his image, and for you to look like what he wants you to look like, his character, and for you to be his representative in the earth, doing greater works and doing great things on his behalf where his glory is showing forth. So he has to cut away some things out of your life. And for some, for some of you, it's people he has to cut out. For some of you, it's people. Uh, uh, places that you're used to going to, for some of these conversations, and uh, uh, that are coming out of your mouth. You know the types of conversations you're used to having. It's different things for different people, and then for some people, it's a combination of all of those things. But the the, the point is, go through the cutting process. Don't give up. Don't faint. Don't you know in the, in your well doing, in your spiritual growth. Because you're gonna faint if you're gonna you're gonna reap if you don't faint. So hang in there. Spiritual growth can be a little. Challenging at times But if you stay On the potter's wheel And in the hand of God Your life Will take on the shape Of that precious gem That he wants you to become You will become The spiritual diamond That God wants you to be You will reflect The greatest brilliance What he has shaped And the Holy Spirit Has shaped your life There is a glow Of the glory of God That is evident On you In your life People know it They can see you From afar off And see that glow coming So there's something About being a, a diamond in the spiritual realm To reflect the brilliance of God The glory of God Is something very special in, About being able to, And being entrusted With God's glory And being able to reflect it Not only on your own behalf But so that others can be compelled And drawn to him Through your presence in their lives So I want to encourage you I want to thank you For joining me Um uh, on today's show, The Making of a Spiritual Diamond, Cleaving the Diamond, the next and final show in this series is actually called the you know Polishing the Diamond. So you don't want to miss that. We're going to talk about um, um, that part of it. And so I really want you um, to uh, stay with me through this uh, process. Um, I don't want you to miss anything for this spiritual growth. Um, so let me... Uh, tell you what is next and then we're going to close out um, um, this particular show and so this particular series and so we have um, another part of it that's coming up um, that's going to be on uh, a part which is also a part of the cutting process which I talked about earlier which is the grinding part of it Um, and then also we're going to deal with on the next show the grinding part. We're also going to deal with um, the polishing of it. Once it's been grinded and all it taken on that particular shape, when your faith has been brought under some pressure, when you really start feeling those growing pains, then after God has uh, molded you and shaped you the way He wanted you to be, um, then we're going to talk about the uh, polishing process and what you look like once you become uh, that spiritual diamond. What 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 is your brilliance? How is your brilliance reflected um, in the earth as a spiritual diamond? So it's going to be exciting. Thank you so much for um, joining me again. God bless you. Um, have a great evening. If you're listening to the, uh, if you're joining me, uh, you're on with me now. Or if you're listening to the replay, no matter what time of the day it is, make sure you enjoy the rest of your day or enjoy your evening. Take a few moments and. Take um, go back over your notes if you took notes and meditate a little bit, and and think about you know where you are spiritually and what needs to take place in your life um, as you're growing spiritually now, towards spiritual maturity. Really examine yourself. It's very important if you're going to say if you're saying that you are a Christian or um, not, or if you're if you are a Christian or as a Christian, I should say. Spiritual growth is necessary. You cannot get around it if you want to do great works for God. You're not going to do great works being immature for God. You know, you don't want to be, Peter's cutting off people's ears, and, you know, uh, and, uh, somebody has to come behind you and, you know, re, you know uh, reestablish some things that you're tearing up because you're immature. And remember, the Word of God tells us, that we're not going to put a novice up because he becomes puffed up. So if you know that God is going to use you in any way, you want to make sure that you grow spiritually and that you become mature because when you get up before the people, you don't want to be a novice. You don't want to be puffed up. You want to be filled with the spirit of God, and you want to remain humble so God can use you the way that he intends to use you. So thank you once again. God bless you. It is my privilege and honor Uh, To be able to speak into your life And to teach you um, To be entrusted with the teaching gift from God And then to be able to share that gift with you My name is Ginger London I am your uh, host On the Ginger London Ministry Show And uh, the owner of GingerLondon.com God bless you, have a wonderful evening Take care, I'll see you on the next show